So, Allison and Cassandra. Um, Allison, you've been here for about 12 years, mm -hmm. and Cassandra, about six years. Tell us how you got to Kelowna. Let's start with Allison. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Nelson. Okay. And about 12 years ago, I was just ready for a change. Mm -hmm. uh, Kelowna is the next kind of logical step. You're close enough to drive home and visit family, but I just needed somewhere a little bit bigger. So, 12 years ago, I packed up and was able to transfer with my job, and that worked out really well that way. But it's amazing, even coming here 12 years ago to now, the changes that have happened here. Right. Like, obviously, Kelowna was bigger than Nelson 12 years ago, but it is amazing to see the growth that's happened. Tremendous in those changes. Yeah, yeah, tremendous changes. And I go back to Nelson, and it's the same. So, right. <laughs> yes. Tell us uh, some of the changes you've noticed. Well, just the development and the growth and the population. And what I love is that we're getting younger and more vibrant. And this population growth we're seeing is in that like 20 to 30s demographic. And we're kind of getting those young professionals, um, you know, the development downtown and the high rises. Mm -hmm. It's very cool to see Kelowna kind of turn into like a big little city. Yes. Yeah. True. Um, and how about you, Cassandra? Six um, years ago. Yeah. So I am born and raised in Alberta. Okay. And so I just basically, I lived in Lethbridge and super windy there and I hated it. And <laughs> we would come here every summer, basically like on vacation. Uh, so I had a quarter life crisis and I was just like, I'm out. So right? I just packed up and moved to Kelowna. Yeah. It's kind of neat when you realize people actually live here and you can choose to live here. I used to go to Florida on vacations when I was a kid, lived in Toronto. And um, my dad said one time, he's like, you know, people actually live here. You know, and it was kind of a funny thing to say to <laughs> yeah. a kid, but it stuck in my head. And I actually got to live in Florida for two years. Cool, but nice. You both run the Earth to Table organization. Mm -hmm. Tell us what that is for those who don't know. Uh, so we started it actually a year ago in October. Okay. Um, and we started with kind of a relatively small scale of just bringing local vegan vendors together. It was as simple as that. Um, and it was just a brainchild of a random conversation we had that wouldn't it be nice if we could have one-stop shopping for vegan items? Because mm -hmm. both of us try to shop local. There are so many amazing vendors here. But we were finding you'd end up going to, you know, three or four different places, maybe right. a farmer's market to kind of find what you were looking for. So it was as simple as that. Just we nice. wanted one stop. Did you start in the same location as you are now? No. No. We started at the Kelowna Forum. We had about 40 vendors at our first market, but we grew basically outgrew the space there. Mm -hmm. By time our January market rolled around, so we moved to the Laurel Packing House and doubled the vendors and the attendees for that market. So. Wow. Do either of you have a cat allergy? I have two. You have two cats? Yeah. Okay, so no allergy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she was just like, give me the cat. You know, I was trying two to, cat I was trying allergies? to play cool. So, okay, that's great. Um, I would have to correct you though, we have 20 vendors. Oh, yeah. sorry, yes. 20 vendors 20 currently. Vendors. How does yeah. this run? Is it once a week or how does it go? Quarterly. 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 Yeah. So every three months. And you advertise, I guess, on social media and the paper and so on. Yeah, social media has been kind of the biggest outlet for us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we obviously do a bit of advertising between, you know, online media, Clone and Out, Castanet has been great picking up our story. But uh, Facebook and Instagram have kind of been our major mm -hmm. ways of reaching people. Great. So when's the next one? November 4th. All right. And... <laughs> 
tell us about some of the uh, vendors. Um, well, we've expanded quite a bit. We yeah. started off with, I'd say, like primarily food and probably like home products, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then we've really expanded <laughs> into like cosmetics, again, like household products, nice. liquor, food. I feel like clothing. Mm-hmm. Am I missing anything? So tell me a little bit about a household product or cosmetic that is vegan. What what does that mean to say it's a vegan household product? Um, Well, some household products are tested on animals. And then with makeup, there are a lot of animal byproducts in some Mm -hmm. really, like, commonly used brands. So Mm -hmm. there is a lot of change, too, because some of those commonly used brands... They're cruelty-free in Canada, but they manufacture out of China, mm. which don't hold the same regulations as we do. Right. So technically, they're not cruelty-free, but we're seeing a lot of, um, can, like especially Canadian companies, um, adopt a cruelty-free mm-hmm. um, production, I guess. So they are moving more in that direction, but this just ensures that when people come to the market that they don't have to be like, well, do you manufacture in China? Like, is it all made here? Like, we know that all of our vendors produce everything ethically. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) So, have you always been vegan? No. 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 And, uh, maybe... This is the first time he's done it. <laughs> you can sense your cat, cat lover. Yeah. They're like they're vegans. Right? <laughs> For sure. This, uh, this cat is a Norwegian forest cat. Uh-huh. And um, they were favored by the royalty yeah. in Norway because they're um, pretty aggressive hunters. Oh, okay. But they're uh, very loyal to humans. So they get along great with you. Yeah. So you can understand why the kings and queens love yeah. these, these guys. It's like, hmm, he seems super aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, not with people. Just like with mice. And, yeah, yeah. You know, things like that. So, um, so tell us about your story mm-hmm. becoming a vegan. Well, I had been vegetarian for probably 12 years. Okay. Back when I was in Nelson. Uh, and for me, it was an ethical choice. Mm-hmm. I have always just loved and respected animals uh and it just reached a point where i was like why am i supporting an industry that is very cruel to animals so i just pulled turkey pardon the pun stopped eating meat right then and there right that's when you became vegetarian Vegetarian, yeah vegan uh takes it a step further a step further so probably a year ago just through conversations with Cass, who watches a ton of documentaries and passes this along to me, you kind of start getting educated in other areas, like the dairy industry. Mm -hmm. Um, So veganism takes it a step further where you're not eating any animal byproducts or supporting those industries. So I just found once I kind of was more educated and I understood those industries, I couldn't ethically support them anymore. So it's definitely an adjustment, right? Like you Mm -hmm. don't realize how many things have animal products in them. Right. So it's been, yeah, it's a journey and it's not always perfect and you're learning as you go and yes. you figure things out. But yeah, it's been amazing. It's just one of those things that once you're aware, mm-hmm. <laughs> your eyes are open, you're really, you start to look at what you're eating and what you're consuming and what you're putting in your body and, yeah, you know, what you're doing to this earth. So yeah, right. it's been eye-opening. And how about you, Cassandra? Um, I went vegetarian only, I think it was five years ago. It was Mm -hmm. basically right when I moved here. Yeah. Um, so my fiance and I watched Earthlings, which is kind of... It's a documentary. Yeah. And I find it's like everyone's like beginner documentary. Right. Um, so we like immediately after watching that decided to go vegetarian together. Did it totally gross you out or... 
Yeah, Tell us a little bit about that. It was hard to watch. And it's weird, too, because I think everybody knows where their food comes from. Right. But you just don't make that link. So this documentary really just showed you kind of, like, where it's coming from, what exactly happens to the animals. And it explores not, I believe, I get them all mixed up now, like, all the documentaries, but that one also explores a bit of, like, the clothing industry as well. Mm-hmm. The forest yeah, there, so yeah. it was just really eye-opening, and I never, like, I wasn't super Albertan in the sense that I was always, like, steak and potatoes, but right. I definitely did eat meat before that, but even when I was on my last few years of living there, I mean, it's just kind of, like, it's not my thing, like, mm-hmm. so we had cut back to primarily like my sister and I were just eating basically like chicken and fish yeah. and then so it was kind of an easier transition for me because sure. I didn't have to I guess give it all up at once right um but yeah so that documentary just really opened up our eyes to the animal wel- welfare aspect of things mm-hmm. and then like Allison said I kind of became like a little bit of like a documentary junkie and I read yeah. the China study and just started like learning about like the planet and how it's affected by us consuming all these products and like it re-emphasized the animal welfare aspect but also the health which was what really hit home for me was like the health aspect of it and mm-hmm. how essentially sick we're making ourselves by consuming yeah. these products so sure so then we went vegan in january of like 2017 i think it was so right mm-hmm. so how did the two of you meet for the first time, do you know the story? We had a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. So when she first moved here, she was living with our other friend, uh, mm-hmm. and we ended up meeting. And I think our bonding moment was we had gone out somewhere to eat. It was pita pit. It was pita pit, <laughs> and somehow it came out that we were both vegetarian. Yeah, and that was it. We so were. I was like best friend. <laughs> <laughs> She's mine. Yeah, <laughs> it's that simple, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. So to be clear. Vegetarianism is you don't eat any meat, but right. veganism is you try to avoid all animal products, mm-hmm. so in clothing, uh, even dairy products mm-hmm. and so on, which a vegetarian might have a glass of milk, for example, mm-hmm. but a vegan will not. Exactly. And um, tell us a little bit about the dairy industry. Like, what is it that separates a vegan from a vegetarian? Why? What's the problem with uh, dairy products, for I example? I think for a lot of people, the vegetarian aspect, um, what I hear over and over is, I can't give up cheese. Mm-hmm. That seems uh-huh. to be the sticking point for a lot of people. Right. Um, and it is. It's in everything. Right. When you go and eat, mm-hmm. cheese is in everything. Yes. Um, but yeah, the dairy industry is kind of an interesting one because people are always saying, you know what, they produce the milk anyway, it's fine. But I think what they're not thinking about is we are breeding these cows on a massive scale mm-hmm. right like they're kept in feedlots i think it's interesting once you start looking at the resource consumption mm-hmm. to take care of these cattle right it's the land use the water use the air mm-hmm. pollution yes right all of that is linked to keeping millions and millions of cows alive mm-hmm. just to produce dairy and it's amazing now because there's so many different options right right you don't necessarily need dairy there's mm-hmm. so many milk replacements whether it's from almonds and cashews, pea milk, like, mm-hmm. there's so many other ways. Can you make uh, cheese from almond milk? Mm-hmm. Yes. You can definitely make your own. We actually have some amazing local vegan cheese producers. Yes. There is black sheep cheese out of Kelowna and pulse cheese in Penticton. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing. So good. And I have fed it to meat eaters and vegetarians, mm-hmm. and they all say the same thing. Like, I can't believe this is vegan. Mm-hmm. Right. Cheese. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, are they vendors 
at your mm-hmm. next event. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So what are you guys trying to do now? Are you trying to locate more vendors? Uh, how are you going to grow this yeah. from 20 vendors to, say, 100? So we're at about 40 vendors now in okay. the new space. Um, and it was very interesting when we started out because we were researching and searching for vendors. Yeah. Being like, please come to our market and be a vendor. And now they are finding us. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, five markets in. It's fairly well known in the community. And we're having all these vendors that we didn't even know existed reach out to us mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and wanting to attend. So it's been great that way. And we're starting to get some vendors come up from Vancouver and Calgary nice. um, for the market. Because mm-hmm. it is such, I think, a growing industry here. And maybe one that people didn't realize was so big mm-hmm. in the Okanagan. So um, I don't think Cass touched on it, but like our markets typically bring in 800 to 1,200 people wow. through the door. So it's definitely, I think, bigger than even we mm-hmm. realized when we were starting out. Yeah. Um, you know, our hope for next year is to get a few more events in the books. We're hoping to do an outdoor event and do kind of an outdoor market in the summer. Nice. Yeah, so slowly diversify that way. Do you, either of you, sell... Any products? No. No. <laughs> and do you charge admission, or how do you... We uh, did at the beginning, um, yeah. when we were just trying to figure out how we were going to run this, and yeah. how it was all going to work, but mm-hmm. as of our last market, we quit charging an admission fee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just do by donation at the door, mm-hmm. so okay. our previous model, we were charging admission, and then we were donating a portion of the proceeds to a local animal rescue, um, and then the last market, we ended up having that... Um, animal rescue at the door and there was a donation bin so people could just donate what they wanted when they came in nice. there was no pressure that way to you know pay five dollars they could donate what they wanted right mm-hmm. yeah there's a charge for booth space though yes, yes. Yeah, yeah of course and um is there any chance that you could do this more frequently like monthly or is it just way too much work i think like we're this year was definitely like a test for us mm-hmm. we wanted to see like how much people wanted to see this and we do survey both our vendors and our attendees after each market to kind of gauge where we're at but I mean we're open to everything I can't imagine we would go to monthly quite yet but who knows like down the road what will happen and this really helps the vendors too Mm -hmm. because the the attendees learn about the vendors Mm -hmm. and they're like oh I could get this product at such and such mm-hmm. store. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about vegan clothing. So I understand leather mm-hmm. uh, is not vegan, mm-hmm. but what other types of clothing are you concerned about? Wool would be one as well. Wool Silk. as well. Yeah, suede. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So wool, um, now explain it to me as an ignorant person. <laughs> What's wrong with wool? Like it seems that um, to me, as a totally ignorant person, mm-hmm. that the sheep actually like it. It's like getting your haircut, isn't it? <laughs> You're more well versed in the wool thing, aren't you? Um, I don't know if I'm an expert in the field, <laughs> but um, <laughs> and I mean, I don't dispute there are probably smaller, yeah, more ethical, more ethical mm-hmm. ways right. of getting wool, and probably some small factories. But I mean, if you look into sort of the larger producers, mm-hmm. maybe UGG is like a prime example. Mm. You see some horrific footage of them throwing sheep around and there's just no care right and i think right. that's where and they're kind of like contained in yeah. a very confined mm-hmm. space and yeah. yeah it's pretty terrible yeah and i think you'll find i mean there's probably even within veganism people that'll say one way and what's probably fine you know mm-hmm. mary down the road has this lamb and she takes good care of it and maybe there's an ethical way of doing it it's like honey right. mm-hmm. i think honey is a point of contention some people are fine mm-hmm. with it some people are no nope, comes from an animal 
right? It's really how the animals are treated, right? And the ethics of the, the mm-hmm. person, yeah. the farmer, mm-hmm. right? Um, do you offer any type of education? So do you have anybody at your shows that are providing information about veganism? So if I walk in and off the streets, I don't know much about it, right? I see a lot of nice products, Mm -hmm. but why would I choose something over something else? Well, I know some of, well, probably a lot of our vendors will have that conversation with people about their own products. Um, We haven't sort of had a strictly educational booth. Mm -hmm. We do have local animal rescues and, of course, the vendors talking about, you know, why they offer those products. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we've kind of structured this as... This is a welcoming environment, whether you identify vegan, vegetarian, you're a carnivore, you just want to learn more. Uh, We never want it to be that, like, angry vegan where people didn't feel like they were comfortable to come in and Mm -hmm. they were going to get, you know, yelled at because they're not vegan or, you know, we want it to be a welcoming space Mm -hmm. where, you know, and if you have questions, ask. Like, it's a safe environment. It's not going to be, you know, you're angry and you don't know. Um, I think that was the big thing with us is no pressure. Come mm-hmm. take a look, try some samples, mm-hmm. um, you know, ask questions. It's all about education, right? Mm-hmm. Especially with both of us, like, we've both screwed up our first year <laughs> of times, yeah. like, so there's no judgment, and I think right. that, like, we're not going to get anywhere if we're shaming people. Right. It's about education and being like, okay, well, maybe you identify as being vegan, but you still consume honey or you eat cheese on the weekend, like whatever. Every little bit helps. Every bit yeah. of effort mm-hmm. everyone puts in, yeah. like we're making progress. So that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And would you like it if we put the links to some of these documentaries that you're talking about? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you've seen a ton. And there's probably a small handful that mm-hmm. if a new friend of yours were to say, hey, what documentary should mm-hmm. I watch to get educated? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've got a nice handful. <laughs> she right. can give you a library. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I, I guess um, if you pick like four to six of your favorites, mm-hmm. and we'll put the links in the okay. show notes mm-hmm. so that sure. people can just click on mm-hmm. want to make it as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing with podcasts is like a lot of times people are driving. Or they're right, on the treadmill, right. or they're going for a walk, and they don't want to stop and write something down. Mm-hmm. No. Or they intend to, and they forget, mm-hmm. right? They get busy with mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. So if we have a link where people yeah. just tap Make it to easy, it. for sure. Yeah. What sort of reactions have you got from your friends and your family when you decided to become vegan? You want to start? <laughs> <It's first? laughs> wow. You're from Alberta. Yeah. Do you, do your, does your family have ties to the cattle industry? I mean, oh yeah, or, like or all my friends do. and family do. I'm like the black sheep. Right. <laughs> but, um, actually, they've been like super supportive of it. Which I mean, at first, they I found they were actually a little bit more um, hesitant when I went vegetarian. I think because that was like mm. the initial shock, and then once I went vegetarian, they knew I was going to go vegan, so it wasn't right. as groundbreaking. Mm. But. Um, I think they're just curious, really. Mm. My parents struggled a little bit. Like, when I come home for Christmas, my mom would be like, I don't know what to feed you. And I'm right? like, it's just not the turkey. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they've been, like, super supportive. And, like, we've had friends come over, and they want us to cook for them. And they'll mm-hmm. be like, yeah, yeah, make it vegan. Like, we want to try it. So it's been really heartwarming in that sense, especially when it's my Alberta peeps coming yeah. to see me. Because, nice. I mean, that's a lifestyle there, right? So Yeah. Wow. And how about you? I don't Allison. think anyone was surprised. I grew up in yeah. Nelson. In Nelson, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's quite a lot of vegans and uh, vegetarians in Nelson. Yeah, and yeah. restaurants and options. So I don't think anyone was shocked when I 
went the vegan route, to be honest. And I'm finding the same thing. I think because it's getting more and more, I don't know, mainstream is the word, um, it's easier to eat out. Mm-hmm. So many restaurants have a vegan option or a vegan menu now. Right. So it's not, I think, maybe the challenge it maybe was even mm-hmm. 10 years ago mm-hmm. um, where, you know, as a vegetarian, I was happy to find a veggie burger or, like, a salad I could take meat off of. Mm-hmm. Now you can go out and we have some great vegan restaurants here. Yeah. Um, and so many restaurants have options. So I think... You know, there's less judgment that way. Friends don't seem to have an issue right. with going out or eating vegan with us. And That's great. Yeah. What about, um, I know Naked Cafe. <laughs> or what other options are like only vegan? Are there other restaurants that just serve vegan food? There's Salted Caramel Kitchen, mm-hmm. which just opened in Lake Country. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're 100% vegan as well. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. And what are some good restaurants that serve all kinds of food but have some good vegan options? Social 242, mm-hmm. Crafty okay. Kitchen, Central. Central does an amazing mm-hmm. vegan menu on Sundays. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, even some chain ones. Cactus Club has some really great vegan options mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beyond Meat Burger. The Beyond Meat Burger is everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. So um, it's really spreading. It's really mm-hmm. spreading. Yeah. And the food trucks we have now. Oh, yeah. There's a Renegade Food Truck yeah. and um, Round and Sharp. Round and Sharp. I haven't tried Renegade yet, but I've seen the Instagram, Mm -hmm. and I've interviewed uh, the fiancé of the owner, Mm -hmm. and it looks amazing, looks super delicious. I was just there yesterday. Really? Yeah. Where is he parked right now? They're kind of like, so if you're going to the west side, you would turn left, like, where the Savon would be, Yeah. so you kind of go behind Savon, and it's like in a residential area, sort of, and then there's the truck 59 cidery and then mm-hmm. they're parked right beside it nice so yeah they'll be at our market yeah so they're not on a table they're not going to bring the truck they're bringing the they, truck. Yeah, yeah the laurel's they, great they have a kind of a side parking lot that we always have food trucks in so oh no, so, so they'll be just one. outside the mm-hmm. laurel and tell me the date one more time november 4th november 4th and we're doing That's a awesome. christmas theme market yeah. it's a very merry so nice. vegan christmas and i love it so nice so you've got Food, clothing, household products, like cleaning products, um, or, or what kind of... Yeah, we've had some cleaning products yeah. in the past um, that have come through, so that's a nice thing. They There's some rotation in vendors that come mm-hmm. through, yeah. um, like soap and body products mm-hmm. is another yeah. popular one. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we're trying to get some kind of gift ideas for people. We have Talk Vegan to Me, which is a clothing company out of Calgary, and they do like vegan branded clothing. Mm-hmm. Which is really cute. So we're trying to do it where you can come to your Christmas shopping, get some food for your Christmas dinner, (laughs) one-stop shopping. We have Christmas carolers coming. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. Cool. What do you do for work besides this, Cassandra? I'm actually in school, so I'm finishing Uh, up my marketing degree right now. Nice. Yeah. Is this going to help you with your efforts, do you Um, think? Yeah, like, I've actually been working up until September, (laughs) so (laughs) I've been plucking away at this degree for the last basically the entire time I've been here and so I decided just to take the year off just to like get it done mm-hmm. so I mean it has been super helpful and one of the things we've talked about too is like we both were working full-time mm-hmm. but we're both super passionate about this so yes. I'm hoping that being in school I'll be able to allocate a little bit more time to the market and yeah. kind of help us mm-hmm. so you graduate so, next year yep okay well, yeah. good luck. Thanks. And how about you? What do you do? Uh, I'm a mortgage underwriter for Interior okay. Savings Credit Union. So, very different. But like Cass said, this is sort of a passion. So, mm-hmm. it's amazing when you're putting all this work and effort into something you truly love. It honestly doesn't feel like mm-hmm. work. 
Right. Yeah. So true. Love doing it. Similar to this podcast yeah. for mm-hmm. me. And the goal is to connect people and also bring awareness to mm-hmm. the amazing people mm-hmm. of this yeah. city. So hopefully it helps a bit. And, yeah, you know, definitely. If even a handful of people hear this and show mm-hmm. up at your yeah. event, sure. that'll be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you would like to leave our listeners with if they're considering becoming vegan, if they're on the fence, mm-hmm. what would you recommend they do? Watch the documentary. Come to come our market. Talk to <laughs> come to the market. Yeah, I think, honestly, yeah. coming to the market is such a nice introduction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not a, a pressure sale. It's not someone yelling at you. It is, come, <laughs> right. explore the market. Uh, you know, there's liquor vendors. You can have a little glass of wine while That's you're nice. eating cheese. Eating, eating cheese. <laughs> right. um, so it's a really great and welcoming environment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're on the fence or you're interested in learning more, it is such a good baby step into sure. it. And you're going to learn about just all the great, amazing vendors we have in Kelowna. And the Okanagan that are making vegan products. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best part is you're supporting local too. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea that mm-hmm. you girls have mm-hmm. because uh, I think part of the concern that people have is they won't be able to find yeah. enough mm-hmm. to wear. They won't be able to find enough to eat, mm-hmm. right? That uh, options are limited. That's mm-hmm. really not true, mm-hmm. is it? No. Um, what's, your, what's your favorite plate of food? Do you have one? <laughs> There's probably lots, but yeah. like off the top of your head, what's your... My go-to is I love Minimalist Baker. Yes, that is a great cookbook. She does great, sort of very simple recipes with stuff that's not kind of weird and quirky to find, mm-hmm. um, and she does amazing stuff. I made her quinoa Thai peanut meatballs the other day. Mm. Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love Minimalist Baker and... Begin for everybody. That's what mm. it's called. That's that one's a little bit more complicated. I would definitely recommend Minimalist as like a starter mm-hmm. cookbook because mm-hmm. it is simple and like a lot of those recipes are gluten free too, which is appealing to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that we make that I think is my favorite is it's actually there's a vegetarian slash vegan restaurant in Calgary called The Coop, and they came out with a cookbook and it's like a peanut butter saute. Mm. So it's like rice noodles and spinach and broccoli and like peanut butter. It is. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, you're making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you like to nominate to come on the show in the future? Allison? Uh, I would love to nominate the team at Black Sheep Cheese because they are doing amazing things and their product is fantastic. And honestly, they are just the best people to okay. deal with. So I would love to hear them. I would like to nominate Lisa Burke from Burke Hair Lounge. She actually does like cruelty-free hair. Okay. And she is a huge advocate in the LGBTQ community as well. Okay. Um, she does a lot of work with, like, Naked Cafe to help spread the vegan love. So she's just, like, all over the place, and she's, like, a female boss, a little entrepreneur. Nice. So, mm-hmm. What's the name of her? Burke uh, Hair Salon. Burke Hair Salon. Yeah. Okay. Allison, Cassandra, thanks so much for your time today. Yeah, thanks for Thank having you. us. Yeah. Luke Mankus is a realtor. He loves what he does. We asked Luke if he had any regrets about moving here in 2011. And he always says, yeah, one regret, and that is he didn't move here sooner. When Luke came here, he didn't know anyone. He didn't know the neighborhoods or anything or anyone besides his daughter, who was six years old at the time. So he knows what it's like. 
Now, he's an expert and has helped well over 100 single people, couples, families, and investors with their real estate needs in the Okanagan. If you're new to our beautiful city, Luke can help you get connected with great lawyers, dentists, carpenters, landscapers, swimming pool installers, you name it. And whether you're new to Kelowna or not, Luke knows real estate. He can help you find a great property, negotiate a good deal, and hold your hand all the way through the process until the day you get your shiny new set of keys. Luke is known as a no-pressure kind of guy. He's had clients where it took even a year or more to get them into a property. He just doesn't believe in rushing things. On the other hand, when you decide it's time to act, he's diligent, and he'll work day and night until the job is done. Give Luke Make Us a call or a text message at any time, 778-215-4273. Again, that's 778-215-4273, 778-215-4273 to chat with Luke about real estate.